welcome to the writer and the geek show we bring you episode number 12 and yeah we don't have a specific script or we haven't prepared anything so this will be just a rambling about yeah. things that we like this is specifically a rambling about sherlock holmes one yes. of our most favorite fictional characters uh, it's not actually one of the i think it's it's the book which inspired me to read and write don't you like john snow he is a fictional character right Uh, not like that it actually pushed <laughs> what <laughs> I, but i haven't read the books i haven't read the books uh, the song of ice and fire of ice and fire fire yeah i don't even remember the name see i don't even know anything <laughs> about it it's just a series that <laughs> yeah as you said uh, yeah sherlock holmes is probably how i started reading uh, really serious novels and stuff back in the day um i remember when we were kids when i mean kids really small kids when i was around 5 or 6 is when uh, dad for the first time bought sherlock holmes i was not interested because it was just a you know very thick book with no pictures and stuff he used to read it every day i was i never understood why but i started reading somewhere around when i was 13 years old okay uh, one second uh Yeah was it you or me who used to call it Sherlock Holmes I don't know <laughs> you used to call it I never used to do no, such No it was you right no I don't. it was we Yes probably we both did I never did I last mom <laughs> Yeah so you read the book for the first time in 1999 and I believe I know which was the first story or novel you read because it was the same thing which I read I read The Hound of Baskerville Lace. Uh, yeah. So there's another reason for that. Uh, in our 8th grade, we had um, one of the chapters in English literature, which was The Dying Detective, which is one of the Sherlock Holmes story. So I got into a discussion with my friend about that particular story. And he, I had never read any of the stories before. So he mentioned about Hound of Baskerville Lace. And I was, was like really interested to know what it is all about. It was intriguing storyline. So I went home the next day morning I started reading the uh novel I finished it by the end of the day and I didn't do anything else that day <laughs> You know the the funny thing is even I started reading the same novel The Hound of Baskerville uh but yeah I think there was a 5 year gap with me too like uh, I started reading it uh, in 2004 but the thing is I believe you had read uh, other books pr- uh, prior to reading Sherlock Holmes right you in other novels yeah I, i other books anything yeah yeah i have novels read a lot also. of when i was in school most of my friends used to go for books which had a lot of pictures and stuff but i always used to go for these detective no- novels hardy boys hardy boys <laughs> and nancy drew oh, and all man. that stuff three investigators those were my favorites because these kind of suspense thriller stories always <laughs> i i remember like uh, every week we used to get, we we could take yeah, one one book take and one book. yeah i used to take only hardy boys then then there was one serial killer book which actually messed me up so bad but yeah let's get back to sherlock holmes uh, yeah so the thing was you had a uh, prior experience of reading other novels the funny part was sherlock holmes the hound of baskerville was the first novel i read mm-hmm. think about the uh, torture i went through the the grammar the, the way it's written right it's yeah. not something uh, a person who is reading for the first time will get it i had to read it like twice or thrice to understand certain things and even the terms which are used are mostly from the victorian era where, where yes. few of the things that he mentioned in the book doesn't exist these days yeah, right yeah. The- dog cart and uh, other stuff which which are from the 19th century so but what it does it it paints a really beautiful picture of the victorian era england that i really fell in love with 
So in in Hound of Basketball Days, it talks about the moor and all that, exactly. you know, green plains and all that stuff. Uh, that is why UK has always been on the list of the places where I wanted to be. They want share. So this is where it actually uh, started from. So reading all these books, I have a picture of uh, England pa- painted in my mind. For me, it was exactly the same. But the thing was, I could feel that I, I, I was Watson. Like I could see from his pers- yeah. perspective, I was there, and Holmes is there, and uh, uh, Henry. What was Baskerville? That was Henry, right? Yes. Yeah, Henry is right next to me, and uh, the whole thing was like so amazing, and the suspense. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. It, uh, so, it has that supernatural element to to a, uh, to an extent. And then the way the story reveals and the way each character is introduced and what yeah. it turns out to be. That was really mind-blowing. And amazing part is that these stories were written many, many years back. But it still has that gripping, you know, feature to it. But another thing I noticed uh, from his novels and his uh, stories is that the suspense element in other books like Dan Brown and all will be like, they reveal the villain in the end. But with uh, Sherlock Holmes, you get to know the villain by the middle of the book. Like when once you've finished like half of the novel or something, you'd get to know. But still the suspense is, it's not lost. That is because the way it reveals the suspense is even if you get to know who the killer or who the, uh, who the villain yes. is, the actual process of the crime is revealed much later. So if exactly. you look at another example is Peckle Band, uh-huh. which was one of my really favorite stories. I remember reading that story and I was really, you know, scared <laughs> because so even before you read the half of the story, you get to know kind of that the step, I mean, these are spoilers for those who have no, never read the books. So you get to know that the stepdad is a villain, but how is the, how, how is he planned the murders and how he plans to kill his stepdaughter is kind of a mystery that last, that is revealed only during the, you know, end of the story. Yeah. Even when you know, like the whistle sound, when he like describes it, you'll be like, Oh my so, God. Exactly. The description where he says, you know, they're sitting in the dark, uh, complete darkness, uh, closing the shutters. There's not even a ray of light and there is this distant clock. Which is, uh, you know, chiming every one hour. So you really paint that, it really paints that picture in your mind and you feel that you are in the room with them, right? Exactly. Um, outside there is a cheetah and a baboon. So you feel, you are really put in, in, in between that, that scary situation. And that's why this, uh, these novels are really great. And obviously the main character. He is a highlight and the way Dr. Watson narrates it. And yeah, the, 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 the dry sarcasm, like comedy, yes. which he has put into it also adds on to the beauty of the book. There are many, I mean, it's really hard to pick up. I mean, there are very few of them, which, uh, which are uh, kind of uninteresting, very few of them, but most of them are my favorites. I, if, if possible, I would read them again every day. Um, and there are some stories in which Holmes really doesn't have much part to play, hmm. but still the story is interesting. Like Valley of Fear is one yes. of the examples. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, see, uh, even though, uh, Hound of Baskerville is the first novel I read, the Valley of Fear is my favorite novel. Yeah, and if you see, most of the real interesting part happens in uh, America yeah, around 20, 30 years before yeah. the actual events of the story, right? And Holmes has not, Sherlock Holmes has nothing to do with it. That suspense, that that the the the, the reveal of Birdie Edwards. Oh my God, I still remember reading that. I went back again, twice, thrice, four times, and the, only on the fifth 
time i got to know what fact, really happened in fact the first time when i read i didn't understand what it meant <laughs> exactly i i went away like two pages later like what just happened <laughs> i had to go back and check what really happened that that's one great novel i usually preferred the sh- i mean short stories were also my favorite uh, like speckle band was one of my most favorite short story especially because it had that grim element towards it and there are some others like copper beaches and all that which still remain in my memory it led to a lot of motion pictures and series uh, to be made out of it but my most favorite though it's started since 1939 or something uh, we had sherlock holmes movies and stuff My favorite all time is Jeremy Brett's series. Oh, yeah, from 80s and 90s. See, it is uh, even I love that uh, series even though for now like for our current generation it's a bit slow and gloomy. Yeah. But the thing is it actually adapts all the characters of Sherlock Holmes as it's written in the book. And it's very true to the storyline of the book as well. Yeah. As much as possible they have really just trans- stayed true yeah, to the they they they've been true to the story as well. And Jeremy but the way he plays Sherlock Holmes he really makes you feel that yes this was the guy who uh, you know Arthur Conan Doyle had in his mind when he was creating the character. I think uh, except uh Minecraft the series has got everything right <laughs> Minecraft seems like a old fact <laughs> yeah seriously that's not the description given by Conan Doyle I think uh, <laughs> my favorite Minecraft is from the series Sherlock yeah, yeah seriously though, though it, it it it's not completely exactly the same as what the no, stories are no but you can't blame them because uh, Sherlock Holmes is uh, a book which has been adap- adapted uh, on many, screen many times lot of times even during the Barrymore times Drew Barrymore's uh, grandfather he had played Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes so uh, like that was in the I think in the 20s, 30s or 30s yeah. or something so even back then uh, they had adopted so when, once I checked once I googled like how many people have played Sherlock Holmes I think at least 10, 15 have played uh, yeah so, this was a character which is played the most uh, fictional character which seriously? is played by the most characters most uh, artists Oh, I think Dracula okay. is also a close competitor. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, uh, the thing I noticed is that if they had released something similar again, it wouldn't be appealing for the current generation. So yeah. they had actually adopted it pretty well to the uh, yeah with all the modern, with all modern the technology and stuff like. That. But I really like the way Benedict Cumberbatch and oh, um, uh, Morgan, Martin Freeman. I almost said Morgan Freeman. No, he's a god. <laughs> <laughs> he is not Watson he is God. <laughs> yeah, what did we the, the, the combination is amazing. Yeah. And it is <laughs> and here even um the other movie which released Sherlock Downey. Holmes with Robert Downey and um, Jude Law. Jude Law. One thing I like about those movies is that they portray Watson, Watson. with uh, <laughs> with a really good character. He is not like some dumb idiot just uh, you know uh, not like in the books exactly <laughs> uh, books also he's not really portrayed bad but there are some other series where he's just like a idiot uh, who is just looking at homes and always wondering why how this happens and yeah, all that stuff yeah uh, he like uh, in the series and the new, latest uh, movie he's more powerful and he he has his own identity he has a command actually. yeah command yeah command is the word i was going for and you can see it from that uh, scene where uh, Jude Law punches i mean Watson punches yeah. uh, Downey Sherlock Holmes <laughs> so yeah that's one thing i like it's like they should adopt but each um, time yeah the, i was really not a fan of those movies huh. not as much as i am about the series uh, you know Jeremy Brett and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch series because it really did not 
show me the real essence of Sherlock Holmes character where he is a you know he does his deductions and stuff like that yes there is a element of it but it maybe it's just me see I for me i i like the casting they've done a good job with all the people i mean robert downey yeah, is really impressive is. as a, as sherlock holmes especially he's nailed the accent as well the thing is he owns the place really <laughs> that's what like iron man his character is like he he has actually portrayed himself i think <laughs> imagine if he was ned stark Oh Stark. my god. He would have died. <laughs> he wouldn't let himself. Well, he is anyway a part of the Stark family. <laughs> he should come and rescue them from White Walkers. Coming back to the short story part, I think uh, my favorite would be uh, the the Priory School and uh, the Naval oh, Treaty. You know what? The, the Naval Treaty and Priory School. Yeah. Yes, we should talk about these. And one of my other favorites, I'm just saying it now so that I don't forget it. Musgrave Ritual. That is another oh, yeah. of my oh, yeah, favorite. Yeah. Uh, is that the uh, uh, was that the first one or something? No, that is one in in the story. It is uh, his first case. That yeah, he yeah, solves. his first yeah. case. It's so, from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes. I yes, believe. he is telling the story yeah, to Watson. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. let's go back to your uh, favorite ones. The Priory School <laughs> is also one of my favorites. So Priory School is a really interesting story because f- why it is interesting for me both in the entire plot, which is wonderful, where you know Duke's son is kidnapped and all that stuff. The way the narration goes and the way the entire landscape of that exactly. area is described, right? They go behind the school, they go for a trek, they find the headmaster and all that stuff and they go back to the hall, they go to the villain's... Uh, yes, yes, uh, uh, the shed kind of place, I don't know what it's stable. called. Stable, stable, stable yes, or stable. something, right, to get the horses. So uh, the the way it is explained, right, you really have that picture in your mind, you can actually see those characters. So that exactly. is one thing that really interests me. I have story. read that story countless times because you know he has uh, like explained in detail even the cycle tires yeah palmer tires and, and uh, dunlop dunlop tires and 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 the way he solves the crime spoiler alert uh, i think yeah. all, everything is a spoiler yeah, in this yeah, yeah putting the 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 what is that shoe what is that thing called yeah a horseshoe horseshoe yeah on cows no 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 <laughs> yeah. he 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 remembers the cow prints that are on the moor soil yes. which, which actually looks very similar to a horse gate. horse yeah 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 so that that actually like uh, really blew me off that happens when they are at that ruben hayes what is that guy's name that villain ruben hayes ruben hayes yeah. something i don't know they are sitting exactly. there and he arranges the bread crumbs yeah, 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 to bread show crumbs. that is the shape of uh, uh. the way the horse or the cow tracks are and after after solving the crime he just takes the money and goes and he takes a lot of money for that <laughs> exactly right? because Around yeah 12000 pounds yeah 12000 pound think about it that time <laughs> yep so the thing is he's also very generous when it comes to his clients exactly and, i mean yeah his philosophy is simple he solves crime for the sake of uh, solving it that's it if if his clients are genuinely not in the upper classes of the society, he doesn't charge them. But in, if they are rich people, then he's going to charge them really well. Bohemian uh, scandal. Yes. <laughs> there was another story. Which one was the other one you mentioned? Naval Treaty? Uh, na- uh, yeah, the Naval Treaty. Yeah. That is also an interesting story. Um, what did I like in that one? The, the train thing. Like, uh, he might not have entered from a train station. 
you know what oh, you are oh, talking about the wrong yeah, story yeah, that the is wrong story. bruce partington bruce parting actually these three are my favorite i've read it so many times that i've confused <laughs> <laughs> naval treaty is yeah, the one the, in the which brother, uh, the brother in law brother in law you yeah, know yeah. kind of oh, yeah. steals the name what i like is uh, in that story is uh, how uh, he figures out it's actually his uh, brother in law like uh, he he rings the bell but then yeah. he finds the thing and he's like oh my god the reconstruction of yeah. the story right like the thing is you have to reverse it to get the whole point but normally people can't do it so his ways of deduction is very yeah. well shown in that yeah. thing and coming back to my favorite musgrave ritual one reason that it is one of my favorite is because it has a link with history so apparently musgrave family was saving uh, the king charles the first Okay. crown in okay, their okay. family right so since it had that historical link and i'm a fan of history right i am re- i really love looking into ancient ancient or medieval history and stuff so that was one of my favorite stories in that he actually solves a riddle which was written many many years uh, ah, ago okay right? it's that story where he measures the st- uh, you know length of the shadow of a tree yeah. and then he traces so there is a butler who is in the house who kind of figures this out to find out to find the treasure which is hidden but sherlock holmes kind of uh, finds out that he's already solved him okay solved okay okay see the thing i don't why, why i don't remember that story is because you remember the books right yeah they were almost torn destroyed. up yeah. i think uh-huh. we should get a real hard copy yeah. of those books so i had to i couldn't read that the augustus augustus uh, charles augustus, charles augustus, augustus milwarton uh, and story and greek interpreter was also lost yeah greek interpreter exactly and one more was Adventure there i don't remember second stain Yeah yeah exactly that one. So uh I I haven't read those stories that much because I had to wait till I got the iBook. Correct. So yeah so I don't remember those stories as well we as should, much as I remember. I think we really have a hard ones. copy of these books seriously. So yeah most of these stories were during the youthful times and middle age times of Sherlock Holmes but um there is this story called his last bow which happens oh, just before the world war starts where they are both are around 60, 60. years of age mm-hmm. um this is like a comeback story um not and, uh, he had retired back to his exactly. country uh, back to the countryside he is cultivation be yeah. cultivation or whatever it is which was his hobby that is also an interesting story where uh, you get to see the uh, the funny side of sherlock holmes a little bit <laughs> yeah and yeah again in one of those ep- stories he dies in final problem yeah uh, one second but com- coming back to the his last ball like he actually mentions the incident which happens like uh, about world war 1 so uh, it's kind of a predicting yeah. thing is what you're saying yeah 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 so but let me tell you one thing even though the story is set in 1914 the story was written somewhere 19- in 1920s yeah i know no no not predicting things like uh, see uh, he has involved that thing into the book that's right? what i'm saying yeah, yeah. Those, those historical events when they are interconnected with the events in the book it gives more authenticity yes. so uh, that that actually like and being someone who loves uh, the world war like learning about world war not the world war yeah this yeah. is exactly why the musgrave ritual yeah. was interesting to me so the other story uh, final problem F- final problem yeah final problem was a result of i think boredom right mm. um, looks like uh, sir arthur conan doyle was tired of continuously writing about this guy <laughs> Uh, and he killed off the character but then he had to reinstate him out of public demand 
that's so but thankfully he it. ended that story in a way where he could uh, resurrect the yeah. character in the next episode what if he had he had just been like uh, they cut off like um, moriarty cut off his head or something then he couldn't have done anything <laughs> no this is why if you are writing a story don't kill off your characters in a realistic yeah. way <laughs> just leave it but uh, i didn't like the way the series handled it the latest one no i it's, See, it's, i wouldn't compare the series with the books because books are classics yeah it was pretty vague that's what i mean like but yeah the the series is amazing especially moriarty oh my god yeah moriarty is amazing you know he is there in band of brothers no i have not watched it you should watch it yeah Yeah I mean I have a really really good memory of reading all these but there are so many of their no- the novels which I mean which is just escaping my mind at this point uh because of late it's not it's been a long time since I've reread those there was a time when I used to read every day uh, uh, one more funny one is that uh, crooked lips crooked man, man with the twisted lip man with the twisted lip yeah i don't know I the names, the names <laughs> i don't remember the names seriously <laughs> and there was one uh, the dancing man dancing man yes. and uh, the other two novels study in scarlet and uh, ah yeah study in scarlet and the sign of four, sign of four. Uh, not really that impressive as much as value of fear and uh, but think about the it stu- is, the study a uh, study in scarlet is the first uh, novel or story which you know uh, it was least popular also right yeah but think about coming out with such a story and he was 27 at yeah, that time that's a big deal right because coming up with a character and uh, with such a good story is and there are rumors that this was based on a real character um, this entire sherlock holmes oh. uh, character yeah and conan doyle himself has solved couple of cases for the police is yeah, what they say yeah i've heard that there is also a rumor that he is actually murdered someone and he got mm-hmm. away with it but yeah, for I mean, the story of hound of baskerville right yes so i mean in the in the prologue for the story he mentions a person called robinson yeah, i think that is the guy killed. they are accusing him of murdering anyway those are all things beyond our uh, interest what are the stories out there i think that's it there are a lot of stories we can actually go on talking about it just uh, get the i mean you can actually take each story and make an episode on that yeah right. see just get the name of the stories and we can just sit and talk correct yeah yeah but really a fascinating uh, fictional character that was ever created one thing you have to wonder is that uh, this uh, sherlock holmes was written almost like 100 years ago the last, yeah. last story even after that there there in 27 was when the last story was written i think he died in 30 right yes i think the last story was valley of fear if huh? i'm not wrong isn't it his last book his last book is the first story in his last book collection Okay. The last story in the series I mean in the short story list is the one called The Retired Color Man. Okay, But okay. I don't think that is the last story. I think the last story ever written was The Valley of Fear. I wow. I suppose. That that's one banger. I love that. Novel. But the thing is that the story is set in the story uh, actually is set in somewhere huh, in 1894 or something. And the But flashback are, yeah. is in 1860s Correct. or 70s. Yeah. pretty awesome yeah what i was saying is it's been almost 100 years mm-hmm. uh, less than 100 years since the last story was written yeah. but we still don't have someone who can replace him yes hercule pirot by Correct. agatha christie is there but we don't have someone who can just come and sweep in and take exactly. his position and these so, are timeless stories where even if you read it today even though the story doesn't contain any technological stuff no mobile mm-hmm. phones nothing and the crime is solved in a very primitive manner there are i mean 
even the fingerprinting technology yeah, was no DNA, no fingerprinting. Right, there was nothing, nothing. and you, he, he used to travel around in dog carts and stuff. But that still is interesting. Even if you are reading those stories today, you will be taken back to those times. That is what is really interesting thing. Yeah, and if you have a Kindle or something, you can actually get it for free. Yeah, because it's hundred years old, royalty free. So, if any of our listeners you have not read Sherlock Holmes, I think if you are interested in reading, this has to be the book to try. Please go ahead and download or buy these books. They're not that expensive, and give it a read. I'm sure you'll not be disappointed.